Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining us today for Sharing Sweat Equity, a business podcast hosted by your El Paso Hispanic Chamber and the Minority Women's Enterprise Diversity Center. Before we get started, a quick word about our sponsors. If you're looking for commercial real estate in El Paso, reach out to our friends at Epicenter, 915-532-3456. They have locations all over the Sun City. I would also like to thank Sun Carpets for sponsoring our podcast room. Good morning, and thank you for joining your El Paso Hispanic Chamber on our podcast, Sharing Sweat Equity. This morning, we are here with Ms. Teresa Gandra of Pencil Cup Office Products. Good morning, Teresa. Good morning. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for inviting me. Well, can you tell us a little bit about how you started Pencil Cup Office Products? Pencil Cup was started all around the concept that customers are not treated with the respect and dignity they deserve. My husband and I had had so many conversations about, you know, I just did this and that. That person was so rude. That person was so short. And we we just never understood it. He'd been in office supplies his whole year, his whole life. And I'd been a teacher, coach, and assistant principal. And we got together and said, why don't we do it? You know, instead of expecting everyone, instead of always expecting to work for someone else, why don't we give a shot? And we did. That was 21 years ago. And uh, we've made the testimony of the strength of my company is the fact that it's endured our mistakes because we've made huge mistakes. But we're still here. Wow. 21 years. 21 years. That is impressive. Thank you. And you faced something completely unprecedented when we had our COVID-19. Oh, yes. COVID. Yes. And... I can't even imagine what that must have been like because you guys are office products. Yes. And so a lot of offices completely shut down. Complete shut down. How did you guys handle that? I've always said that in life and business, you got to be able to just shift. You got to be able to always look at yourself where you're not happy. Happiness and success doesn't come from outside of you. It comes from within you. And you've got to be able to look in the mirror and say, okay, What do I got to do to change this? And sometimes it's easy, sometimes it's not. But you just make a one-degree change, and it has huge consequences on the outcome of things. When when this started, we were devastated by it. We, We were ready to close down. Then we decided, you know what? Let's start calling our purchasers and letting them know that we're willing and able to deliver to homes. Okay. So we started delivering to homes. We got more and more people involved on ordering on the Internet. And we realized that our people in El Paso, the majority of them, really understand the concept of buying local to keep our money local. Mm-hmm. So it was really important to them that we gave them an opportunity to continue doing that. But we had to look at ourselves and say, what do we got to change to make this work? Mm-hmm. So you guys were able to kind of pivot during we COVID-19. We pivoted and we did several pivots. Mm-hmm. You know, our employees knew that we didn't want to lose anyone. We understood if they would if they would rather leave, but no one ever did, thank God. And um, they would have to take cuts in hours and, you know, we you know, not a cut in pay, but cuts in hours and so uh we that's what happened when we lost an employee, we didn't fill it. We just said, okay, who's going to take on this responsibility? And we took on more roles and and shared more responsibility among those of us who are still there. Wow. So you must have a very loyal um, employee base. We do. 
we do, and we're very fortunate to have that base. You know, and when, when you hire people, a lot of people hire on skill. We hire on personality. We hire on a person's ability to sincerely serve. We're mm -hmm. servants to our community, and um, we serve each other. And uh, my husband says they stay because of the coffee. He makes nothing but <laughs> Starbucks coffee every morning. And because of the food, because I'm a feed, I'm always feeding people food, so they always have food and coffee. <laughs> but um, we, we, it's a family. Those of us that are there, we know that, that they're our family. So they're treated like family. That's, they are family. That's great. They wow. are family. My employees are my family. That's amazing. So what made you, um, I know you had mentioned that you, y'all had, you'd been a, a principal, a vice principal here within the area. Are you from El Paso? Born, born and raised? Born raised and I'll die here. I'm a desert rat and proud of it. There you go. And what do you think makes El Paso a rare place to get entrepreneurs ready? Because I know El Paso is not like any other place. And we have some budding entrepreneurs here. What do you think is worthwhile for entrepreneurs to stay within the area? You know, you've got to find a niche. You've got to find what's needed. And you've got to find where you want to serve. You can go somewhere else and make a lot of money, but you're not going to find El Paso. You're not going to find our culture. You're not going to find our people. You're not going to find our food. You know, you're not going to find what makes El Paso. I spent the majority of my young adulthood trying to get out of this godforsaken city. <laughs> and I realized in going to various places that it's not El Paso. The culture and the people here, we're so, I mean, we're, we're warm, we're giving, we're kind, and it's, it's, it's worth coming back to. Well, that's great. So I know we kind of touched on this earlier, but what are two main struggles that your business faced during COVID-19? Oh, there was a lot of them, but the biggest one was the lack of income. It's exhausting paying your bills when there's no money. And, you know, keeping your employees, paying your bills, paying your vendors, doing all of that, it was exhausting. But thank God for loans and, and the chamber giving loans and grants and you know the government stepping in. Somehow or another, we were able to just keep pushing through it. But that was the first thing. The second thing was the vendors. Your vendors expect to be paid. A lot of them don't care if, you're, if you've lost money. They still want to be paid. And you're sitting there going, there's no way to get the money. So they cut you off. And it just, the whole system just buckled under us. But like I said, whenever there was a grant, you guys were amazing to give the grants. You know, when there was grants from the government, loans, from, it was like, fill it out, fill it out, fill it out. Let's fight to stay here. Because it's, you know, life's not easy. They're, they're. Nobody said it was going to be easy. You've got to fight for what you want. So, Teresa, I know that we, you kind of mentioned and touched on having the strength to move forward. How did you garner the strength to move forward after COVID-19 essentially freezed up the entire business that, that you run, which is office supplies? Mm -hmm. 
Um, like I say, the strength has to come from within. And there was times when I just wanted to say, that's it, let's go, this is done, we're done, we can't do this anymore. But my strength comes from my belief in God. And, you know, everybody says, oh, well, I believe in God, I believe in God. He gives you the strength to do what you have to do. He doesn't do it for you. So I was able to find some there. But my strength also came from my husband, who doesn't believe there is no give up in my husband. There is, there is no give up. We will not, we shall not, we cannot. We will keep going. And um, so every time it was frustrating and we'd, we'd get together, he'd say, well, what else? No, what else can we do? What else can, and okay, let's try it, okay. Let's try that. Okay, let's try. And little by little, just not giving up and continuing to put that next foot in front of you, you find your way out of trouble. So perseverance. Perseverance. you got to have you got to have a backbone, a strong backbone. You know, there is no entitlement. I see so many people who think they're entitled to things and, you know, they should give and we should give and who do they think and, you know, there is no entitlement. You got to fight for what you want in this world. It was, it's, it's not meant to be easy. If it was, everybody would do it. That's a good point. So your husband was a big source of strength during this. Always and I guess is. this is where it comes into play that having a family run business. Oh, geez. It's not always good. Let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's always great. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, no, keep ask. going. Family run has its own challenges. We we, we tend to butt heads, and, and we're all gandaras, so we're all, there's not one of us with a, a you know, sense of, of back down in our bones. So when we get at it, it's never boring. We close the doors and try to shield our employees from it. But there's been times when we completely disagree on issues, and have to come to terms and you know simmer down and and come back to realizing that that every point has a counterpoint and um, eventually we, we come to terms with whatever it is we're trying to accomplish we all realize that we're trying to accomplish the same thing and um, we want to serve our community we want to uh, serve our employees and we want to serve each other so as a family it's important that we get back to that point and deal with the issue at hand and not the personalities. That's great. So I know we talked about some of the struggles during COVID-19, but you guys were able to withstand it. And so I want to ask, what is an accomplishment that you guys celebrated in the midst of COVID-19? Well, our 21 year anniversary. I mean, just first of all, just staying alive when we started getting sales again, it was like, oh, you know, the, 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 the clouds spread and, you know, you heard the angels sing. It was like, thank God we're back up to to picking up our sales a bit. And um, the, then uh, the, the, the larger institutions started coming back to, into play. You know, the university who's one of our main customers and, and the city of El Paso, and they started realizing that we could deliver to them at home at their home, so they started ordering again, and the schools, of course, started. We started uh, doing a lot of um, school projects instead of just supplies. In other words, the teachers 
realize we've done this for years, but our, our schools didn't realize this. A teacher could send us a list of everything they want, everything they need, and we get it all for them. And oh, in wow. cases of backpacks, if they're going to supply, you know, a lot of our, our, our schools supply backpacks with supplies to children. So we get all the supplies. We, we load it up for them so that they're not using their time and energy to do that. We wrap it up in a plastic bag and we give it to them ready to go. And so the teachers really appreciated that. And, and as they started coming back, they did a lot of camps. So we were able to serve them by, by, by getting all their supplies together for them, putting them in a backpack, and then shipping it to them ready to go. So the kids and their families could just drive up and pick up the backpacks and, and, and do their projects from home. Wow, and that must have been really helpful. I mean, helpful anyways. Um, as a teacher to have all of this already set up and separated for you yes. into different backpacks, but especially during COVID yes. where people were very hesitant to touch different things or, you know, cause there's a, there's a possibility that they might infect it with if they did have COVID. Exactly. And wow. there was a lot of cases when they were doing like a science project. I mean, we'll get anything. We, we when you're talking about office supplies, we basically get anything anyone needs. And a lot of people, want to, they have a commitment to small business or they have a commitment to a minority. And so they will um, want to buy from us, but they're like, you know, it, we need seven ladders. Can you get us seven ladders? Of course we can get you seven ladders. So basically anything that our customer needs is what we're gonna go out and get for them. For some of these projects, we were getting marbles and golf balls and cotton balls. And it, it was just like, who? We don't don't ask, don't tell. But we whatever they needed, that's what we were able to get for them. That's wow. So I know a lot of businesses and a lot of lifestyle changes occurred during COVID nineteen. For instance, we used to think it was perfectly acceptable for people to blow on the birthday cake and then we would all eat it. Exactly. I don't know if we'll ever get back to that again. <laughs> but what long term changes have you seen in your business that you guys intend to keep? or that will impact you because of COVID-19? One of the things we never really push with our customers, which we are really pushing now to compete, is online business. Mm -hmm. We've always allowed for customers to order whichever way they want, calling us up, sending us a fax, you know, getting hold of our customer service line through email. But now we're really trying to educate our customers they can order online from us just like they can from anyone else. And what that does is allow our customers to ask us for more products, especially in those cases when, when they can't find things. Mm -hmm. We have very loyal customers who will come to us and ask us for product just because they want to keep it lo local. Mm -hmm. um, the El Paso Hispanic Chamber, they've called us on several occasions and said, Miss Terry, we need this item, but we can only find it on, you know, online with that big company that becomes with the letter A, which we won't talk about. <laughs> but they'll tell me and we'll look for it. And if we can't find it, then we order it from them. And we let our customer know, you know, we're gonna have to charge a dollar or two more, whatever it's gonna cost. They're fine with it because they know that the money has been invested in a local business. Mm -hmm. We'll buy it, then it reinvests locally and it gets recirculated locally within our El Paso economy. Wow. Okay. So definitely stepping up your, your online presence and definitely. making sure, and, and I'm sure during the, during the pandemic, that was essential because so many people 
were not able to leave their home or were yes. afraid to leave their home. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. I'm mandated to stay home. In right. Some case, we were mandated, so. Right. You know. El Paso had had that very uh, that very long mandate of of staying in place. We also in place. we also came up with a better understanding. We've also we've always respected our employees. But once we realized how essential we were to businesses and, and schools and everything else that, that once they started going again and we realized, oh my goodness, we've got to reach out to our customers and make sure they know we can do this for them, we started having a much keener understanding and respect for the essential employee, the ones that kept going throughout all of this, including ours. And I was very scared sending my employees out to deliver and it was like guys put on your mask make sure every time you go leave it at the door don't go in and we, we we set our own standards to keep our people safe but we didn't want them getting sick either so we had a new understanding of of care and respect for the for the essential worker understandably i think a lot of businesses started to recognize more so mm -hmm. than than ever the safety of their employees being one of the first things that they needed to address. Exactly. Um, moving on to my next question. I know that you had mentioned that your your online presence stepped up because of the because of the changes during COVID. Um, but what long term changes that you've done do you think will impact your business because of COVID nineteen? Other than the online presence. Okay, other than online, which we're still we're still we're going to start pushing that more and more as mm -hmm. we go. Um, we, we, we had to step back and say, how can we be, how can we be lean or how can we be smarter? We've never asked our customers to wait for an order, but because of supply chain um, problems, we are, it was so hard getting signed and it's still hard. I mean, this is a worldwide issue. It's not local, it's not national, it's a worldwide issue. The, the, the supply chain devastation has affected everyone. We have extended ourselves to our customers to ask, can we hold your order till it's complete? In other words, if they have five items and we get four, can we wait till that fifth one? I know it's not a big deal, but it's so important to us to take care of our customers when the need arises. They don't call us and ask for product until it's you know gonna sit on, they call us, when it's needed. Mm -hmm. So we try getting it out as soon as possible. That's one thing we've done is just getting gotten a little leaner and said, you know what, the second product isn't here yet, can we wait another day? If it doesn't come the second day, we'll take that first product out. Mm -hmm. But we really try to, to be smarter in our deliveries to our customers. Okay, perfect. Um, how do you think your business has grown during COVID-19? Mm, we, we're still we're still getting back we're still getting You're back still recovering. To, we're still recovering it'll take a while we are supplier and, and we're not out of the said, woods yet we're yeah, still no, in COVID times. we're still in COVID and and you know this is the 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 sickness of the of the you know the the ones that that don't want to get the the vaccine the unvaccinated and um, as long as it's still spreading we're not we're not clear from it yet but we're still fighting supply chain issues. I mean, our stuff comes from all over the place and we have a, a, an abundance of customers who understand that completely and they're patient with us and they're understanding, but then we got some that just, you know, they expect us to deliver it to them next day. And we can't do that right now. Mm -hmm. It's it's not, it's, it's, it's impossible. Mm -hmm. So um, we're still fighting it. We're still, we're still gaining back our strength. 
um, I wouldn't say we're out of the woods, but we're on the precipice. We're right there to be healthy again. Wow. Well, that's that's an upside. Yeah. Um, what did you, your employees, and your business overall learn from the COVID-19 pandemic? You know, the, the biggest thing we've learned is a sincere appreciation of the supply chain. Like I say, the, I mean, that includes the, the um, essential workers that are doing all this and, 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 you know, people we don't even stop to think about. Um, I'm, I'm thanking my grocery guys every time I see them. It's like, thank you guys. And I go to a restaurant and the waiters, God, I love you guys. And, you know, wherever we go, we make sure to show our appreciation for the work of the essential uh, workers because we, we becoming one of them was very um, important to our understanding and, and being more empathetic to those people, including us, who... Um, who, who serve, you know, those, those people who serve others. So an overall empathetic feeling for the work that, an empathy, that others yeah, do. Yeah, because you've got to appreciate. You've got to appreciate. Wow. Yeah, I, I agree with you completely. And with your employees, did that translate into, into that empathy towards them and what they do? Yeah, we, we, you know, like I say, we always hire employees based on their ability. I know it sounds, you know, goofy, but their ability to serve. I mean, are you, because we, we're confident in our ability to learn, to, to teach systems. We're confident in our ability to teach policy, to teach procedures. We can, but we want people who are true servants to their community. We want people who know that they're there to take care. You know, when, when we talk about being essential, people's businesses depend on us. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and when we have, you know, we have folks all, Ms. Gandara, oh my God, you're not going to believe it. I ran out of toner. And, you know, it would be so easy to say, you know, there, there's a little light that blinks about a month before you're running out. <laughs> <laughs> but, but we don't, our thing is, let us get you that toner immediately. They can't print, they can't print checks, they can't print documents, they can't continue their business. So we understand that even more and more now that it's for us to serve our community. That's really great. What about people who, like students of yours, who are thinking about now that they're out of high school and college, they want to stay in El Paso, they want to start a small business. Mm-hmm. They're probably terrified right now because this seems like the worst time to start a small business. After COVID, after seeing how a lot of businesses suffered, it's no surprise that many young entrepreneurs are rethinking their decisions. What advice would you give to one of your students who wants to stay here and wants to open a business, but they're scared? Be scared. Get out of it. Because if you're not going to be tough and if you're not going to be strong and if you're not going to find the wherewithal from within, it's not for you. It's hard. It's difficult. It's not easy. But there are people everywhere to help you. I mean, the El Paso Hispanic Chamber is amazing at giving you opportunities to meet with other people, network with folk, get get your, your business out there. We've got the SB, uh, SMS, um, SMSDC out there. We've got so many different, the SBA, so many different organizations. If you're scared, don't do it. Don't do it. Walk away. Go work for somebody else. Be, be where it's nice and cozy. This is for people. Entrepreneurship is for people who have an idea, have a niche, 
have a passion to do something. You you have to be passionate about it, and you've got to be willing to know that it's not going to be easy, and it's 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 not you know it's, it's sometimes like I say, you, you're gonna want to stop, but you you just can't you just can't you got to keep going and going and going, and and just keep putting that one foot in front of the other and keep going after it day after day at the day after day and find the wherewithal somewhere, support systems, other mentors something to keep you going but if you're doubting yourself step back i'm not saying forever step back until you find that passion again to fight with all your might and make what you want to make come true so solid plan solid idea of what kind of business you want how you're going to make this work and then a support system that will guide you exactly you got to have a business plan Ms. Terry, who was your mentor or who did you look to for advice when you when you decided to, decided to start a business? My biggest mentor in the business itself of, of, of office supplies was my husband, Carlos. But when it came to help and support to growing our business and learning our business and understanding our business, it would have to be the El Paso Hispanic Chamber. And I'm, I'm you know, I'm not kissing up to anybody. It is what it is. And, and that's where it's at. And uh, finally, last question for you. What is one piece of advice that you would share with other business owners who are trying to regain normalcy after the pandemic? Don't stop. If you know your business, if you started in business, you know your business. Like I said, it's not for the weak-minded. Um, you have to have a strong backbone. The journey of a thousand miles begins with one step, and that's what you do, one step at a time. Um, everything you need, look in the mirror, everything you need is right there. It's a beautiful sentiment. Thanks. <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining us, Teresa, and we're so glad that we had you. Thank you for coming in. Thank you. I'm honored to have been here.